0: the Traveling Designer Podcast. Uh, this is episode one. Uh, my name is Rick Oberreiter and I will be your host. Um, I have to admit, I'm very excited and a little nervous as well. I've never heard myself talk for this long and I'm always not quite sure what's going to come out of my mouth. So uh, <laughs> bear with me. Um, I want to be as spontaneous in my thoughts as possible. So we'll kind of see how th- how this kind of goes as the as we start to do a couple of these and see how the, the flow is. Um, well, I want to thank everybody for uh, finding the podcast and taking a listen. Um, I hope you find an audience and uh, keep this thing going for a while. And I appreciate everyone taking some time. I know it's not easy to find time in your day to do things. So to take your time to listen to this, uh, I... I appreciate it. I thought I would start uh, episode or use episode one as just a basic introduction. Uh, talk a little bit um, about myself, uh, introduce myself, kind of talk about how I got here, um, why I decided to do a podcast, and some where I like the podcast to go. So, as hints the name of the podcast, uh, the Traveling Designer. I'm a full time graphic designer and a full time traveler. Uh, I started tra- traveling in my 27 foot camper with my dog Mazzy in uh, June of 2016. And I've also been self-employed for over ten years now. Uh, I started my business, Originality Design, I believe, in August of 2006. So it's been a long time now. So, uh, and it's been a dream of mine to uh, work for myself, uh, make my own schedule, and you know, travel too. So the last couple of years have been a pretty grand adventure for me. So a little bit about myself. Um, I'm born in the Midwest. I grew up in Iowa. Uh, I moved to Denver, Colorado in 1999 to go to art school. Um, I always kind of knew I wanted to move to the West. I used to take a lot of family trips, like family trips with my parents, uh, out to Rocky Mountain National Park, and we would go all the way to Wyoming, the Tetons, and Yellowstone. So I knew when I got old enough that I... uh, that the mountains and the outdoors was something that was always important to me. So I came out and uh went to school on uh, the hopes of finding a job. You know, people always say that so much of life is about timing. You know, I graduated a little bit after nine eleven, so the job market was pretty bad. Uh, but kind of it was kind of the end of the dot com boom too. So being like a designer in the art world, it was very difficult as well. So uh, I did get lucky enough to find a job pretty quickly out of school, working for a website. Unfortunately, that didn't last too long before I got laid off. Uh, just the, like I say, some of the timing on that one wasn't too well either. And uh, after that, I had all kinds of, of odd jobs. I actually went back to working as a server and, a, and uh, setting up banquet rooms, something I did when I was in art school. I went back to that for a while because I couldn't find a job. Um, I also had a job working part time in the classified section of uh of a mexican um newspaper which was interesting and then i also worked for a sign company which i learned a lot uh it was a a small business a family-owned business a lot of things going on there and then i got a really good job too working for look working for a marketing company it was the first time i had a chance to work with other designers and um have like a team so that was so that was cool too um Probably about a year into that job, I kind of saw like things were going a little sideways and um, I kind of knew I needed to get out. I was always doing freelance and stuff on the side. So I had a client I was working with, he was uh, producing a magazine. So um, I decided to quit the job and go work, you know, at least have him be like my first client. Uh, Like I said, I kind of saw things going a little. A little strange. My art director, he was a great designer, but I really didn't think he liked being a director. So I kind of saw things going, going haywire there. And uh, I think it was a couple months—I don't know—a few months after I left, I got hired at the same time as someone else. And if I remember the story correctly, he went into work one Friday and went to check his email like he does every day, and uh, his email wasn't working. So he went to the IT IT department to actually ask what was going on, and uh, they said he should go talk to the art director. And just like that, he was out of a job. So, you know, so at least I kind of um, wanted to control my own destiny in that respect. Um, Come to fail, come to find out the first client I worked for, it was an epic failure, (laughs) but I learned a lot from it. You know, I. You know, you kind of learn and start to do what you got to do. I. After that, I was doing a lot of work, doing, um, working for other agencies. I'd go into places when someone was sick or on vacation, and then I just started gaining my own clientele, and um, eventually, kind of had my my own clients and was able to um, start to work with some cool people. So, um, so that was like the first push I got. That kind of got me working on my own. It was something that I always wanted to do. Um, a couple years after having my own company, I was uh, w- living in a pretty cool back house. I was still in Denver, Colorado. I was in a cool part of town. And um, one day I was doing laundry and the the owner of the property was there fixing something. And he mentioned to me that he hasn't paid his mortgage in a few months and that he suggested that I stop paying rent because eventually the bank was going to take over the house. So that was interesting as well. I always remember like I'd park in the alley and I would always open my door open the door nice and slow to see if the big red sticker was on my front door. And um, a couple months later, coming back from a hike, I imagine I finally opened up, you know, the, the door from the alley and that uh that red the red sticker was there. So I didn't really know what I wanted to do then, and this was, I guess, like, kind of my my second push. That this was the first time I had the chance to. I decided to go back to Iowa and reconnect with some friends and family. My sister and like my parents they were already gone by then, you know. But it was like the my first time of like, all right, I'm gonna do a little bit of traveling and still work and see how that goes. I've never really left for all that long, even though I always, you know. My, I never really met with my clients a lot, you know, but it was like a security level thing of of me being close to them and they knew I was close and so forth. So it was the first time I had a chance to kind of uh, go out and see how it was to be on the road a little bit away from where my clients were and, and work. Um, when I came back to Denver, you know, I uh, didn't really want to be there. You know, I think being in Iowa and having, you know, the clean air and the lack of traffic, you know, coming back into Denver was a bit, bit too much for me. So I moved up, up into the mountains. I lived in a cabin for six months and all I did was, was work and hike. That's basically all it was. It was amazing. I, it was such a, a fun adventure. And then as soon as the first snow came, uh, I was out of there <laughs> And then I moved down to Boulder, Colorado. And that's where I was for the last six years before I left. And I feel like I could do an entire episode on Boulder and and its politics and its perception and its reality, you know. So maybe sometime we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. But, you know, I was there for six years. It was a long time and It was, you know, for the most part, the people there and I made some great friends. And that's kind of how I started my niche of my graphic design business. And I was, you know, working with eco and sustainable companies and a lot of those clients I still have. And I'm so I had a chance to work with them. I had a chance to ingrain myself in the community and I helped out with some networking events and did some things like that. So it was it was a good experience. But after, you know, a few years, I think I started to get that itch again, to do something different. Um, Every October, I would go to San Francisco to the Harley Strictly Bluegrass Festival. And if you haven't heard of that, I suggest you pause this really quick and Google it. Um, If you're a music lover, it's amazing. It's a free festival in the park. And uh, I've been there, I think, by 10 times now over the years. So I went to San Francisco like I do every October, came back, I think I kind of knew there was some change in the air. Like I came back and cut my hair all off. I think it was, I had long hair for like 12 years, Um, cut it all off and really started thinking about the whole travel thing. You know, there was, you know, something about routine that I always had a problem with. You know, I think a lot of people do. We get in this sense of routine and, you know, it's a killer, you know, you just can't get out of it. And even though I think I did a decent job, you know, I would take you know, the middle of the week off and go hiking and so forth. You know, there was something about, you know, I think human nature always takes us back into a routine, no matter how much we, you know, we fight it off, you know, so, you know, it was something that I was fighting and I knew I needed to leave. I didn't know where I wanted to go. So I really started, you know, starting to do my research and saying, all right, well, maybe this is something, you know, I can do. I've always kind of had that daydream of, of traveling in a camper. So, uh, you know, I started looking into the RV industry and it's not like I was totally new. Um, my parents and my dad and later in his career, he was an RV tech and then he got into making RV awnings and started a business about the same time I started mine, a lot more successful than mine is, <laughs> but he has, they have a, our family business is called tough top awnings. And I've been helping out with design and marketing since day one. So it's been a long time. So I'm not, oh, I was you know familiar with kind of the RV world and the, and the travel world. But as I started doing my research, there was two places I first started looking. One of them was a friend of the company's uh, called the RV Geeks. If you have not heard of them, you you should definitely look them up. Uh, They're amazing. They do how-to videos about everything you need to know about RVing. And... I think I just read that. Uh, I think I even posted this on our Tough Tops Facebook page. That they're, they have the biggest audience on YouTube than any other anybody in the RV space. So congratulations to that. And so there's just so much good information. And the other people. That I, that I checked out a lot was Gone with the Winds, and they're a young traveling couple. Um, that I think actually now they're sailing; they're not doing the RVing anymore. But they have all kinds of cool videos about you know solar to compost toilets to cool places to camp, all all kinds of all kinds of stuff. So then I started, you know or I kind of seen what I was up against and you know by the time Christmas came around I was uh it was already on Craigslist you know looking at campers and such and I was visiting my parents down in Arizona and I quickly realized that I could get so much more value buying a camper in Arizona than I could in Colorado so uh, I mentioned it to my dad and he has you know 10 times more expertise than me so uh he started helping me out and looking and I think by the end of That January, I had a camper bought. By March, I was out back in Arizona to do some work on it and put in the solar panels, uh, drive it back to Colorado. And then by June, I was on the road. So that was a kind of a quick, you know, quick turnaround of like deciding I wanted to do something and, you know, making it happen. Um, Since that time, I've been spending most of my time in the Pacific Northwest, Oregon, Washington, California. Um, kind of one of my mantras is my only plan is not to have one, you know. Uh, but the one plan I did have is I wanted to travel the 101. So from that first August all the way until Christmas time, I just made the 101 my home, and what it was the most amazing experience. And I'll probably through the other episodes we'll talk about that more and more. And uh, and then and I'm currently in Bend, Oregon. So I've been here actually since November. It's been by far the longest time I've been in one spot. But after traveling last winter, I kind of realized that I wanted to be in one area for the winter. And uh, I have a my dog, Mazzy. She's getting a little bit older and she's got some husky in her. And she's definitely a mountain dog and loves the mountains and the trees a lot more than the heat and the ocean and the beach. So I kind of wanted to give her a winner. So, you know, after visiting Ben a couple of times, I thought this would be a good place to to call home for a while. So it's actually kind of another exciting thing is I'm getting ready to leave here in like a week. So there's a lot, you know, fun of adventures coming up that I won't get into right now, but we'll definitely talk about later on. So uh, I think there you have it. That was like a quick... Um, kind of caught up on kind of my journey through how I got to talking to you right now. Um, so why did I decide to do a podcast? Um, first off, I just wanted to see if I could do it. You know, I'm a very kind of introverted artist and, uh, and I think being a solo traveler, you know, I feel like I have a lot of inner dialogue. So I was a little curious to see how that sounds when I kind of get it out of my head and, uh, see how it sounds. And, uh, In voice form, you know, um, I mean, if you're a traveler or looking to travel or anything like that, you probably know there's no shortage of information out there you know, everybody has a blog or a YouTube channel or Instagram account or a Facebook group or a page or whatever, which I think is awesome. You know, I think, uh, we all have a unique perspective on life and, and we all see things a little bit different. So we all have something that we can offer. I have to admit that I went into podcasting a little blind, which I kind of think I, I did on purpose just to kind of just kind of dive in. And, you know, so I don't really know what's out there. I don't, you know, even know how, you know, everybody always does it, you know? So hopefully kind of this rambling, talking, you know, amateurish way that I'm going to do things initially, hopefully it resonates with some people. You know, I'm just here just trying to talk. It's not going to be overly scripted or anything like that, you know, but I, you know, going back to some of the other things, I, I'm all across the social media and I do have a blog as well. But, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to challenge myself with this and to try to get myself out of my comfort zone a little bit. And, you know, I did some other things. I tried doing some videos really wasn't my thing. And I will post blog posts here and there. I much rather, you know, tell my story through like photos and, you know, short blog posts than I do with writing out a lot of stuff. So, uh, so I think this is more conducive and I really love the idea of storytelling, you know, so I hope I have the chance to share some of the stories out there of some of the people listening and, uh, you know, not just my own, you know, a couple of mantras that I've had since I've been traveling is, you know, it's always better to be doing things than not doing things. And the other one too, is like I said before, is getting myself out of my comfort zone, you know? So I think touching on the first one, you know, it's, It's always easy not to go out and do something, you know, to make an excuse, you know, not to go on a hike or not to go on a trip or whatever and kind of stay in the confinement of, uh, your comfort space, you know? So hopefully like talking about getting out there, will you know, get some people out of their comfort zones to, uh, get out and do some things, you know, um, these days, you know, some of the th- one of the thing that really gets my adrenaline going the most is, you know, traveling down a road I've never been on or going to a place I've never been before. You know, it's something about that that's is, is really exciting, you know, and and even the the whole fact of saying, "Alright, I'm going to go to a new place and, you know, be social and have like interactions with people that all that's going to come from strangers." You know, it's not too long ago that that would be like a super frightening experience and you know it still is you know sometimes to do that but you know it's um you kind of force yourself to go out if you want to you know be social like obviously you know you're going to a place you know nobody you know the whole thing i always say is like well what's the worst thing that can happen is uh you know you say something stupid and they won't see you the next day right <laughs> but i think it's you know but as i've traveled i've realized like how much that part of it, the unknown has been such a cool and, and fun thing. So another thing too, that I hope to get out of this is, you know, to inspire others, you know, not just doing what I'm doing, like, even though I think everybody should, you know, travel like this, at least for a month, you know, to travel in a, you know, as a camper or, you know, do the whole van life thing. And I'm, you know, it's something you really learn a lot about yourself and, and you definitely learn, you know, a different way, you know, to live. You know, so I I think it's something that I... Would recommend someone doing or people doing anyway, you know, I've actually inspired a few friends to get on the road. I have one friend who is traveling a couple other people who have talked about it or doing it in one form or another. And I also had another friend contact me. He's married and got two kids. And I was thinking about him and his wife were thinking about taking their kids on the road for, you know, at least a year. And, uh, you know, he called to kind of get some advice. And, you know, the one thing that he, that he says, I remember, and excuse my language is like, he said, I just don't want to fuck up my kids, you know, and, you know, I was like, well, you know, regardless, you know, I think you're providing your kids with this amazing opportunity and, you know, to, you know, stories that, you know, that they'll be able to tell forever, you know, to get this unique perspective on, on the world. And I always say this to anybody who, you know, who wants to do something is, uh, you know, what's the worst thing you can do? What's the worst that can happen is you just go back, you know, no one tell you, you know, you can't try it. And if it doesn't work that you can't go back, you know, to where you were before, you know, it's, uh, it's an easy thing to do. You know, when I first started, I told myself I was going to do it from June until October and then kind of really evaluate myself. And, uh, obviously I haven't looked back, you know, um, Another thing that it's, I think would be interesting to talk about is just that whole idea of like being happy and what that, kind of what that means. You know, I think, you know, I've definitely learned that I feel like what makes me happy might be a little bit different than I guess what the norm is, you know, I guess, you know, I don't want to step on any toes and give any examples because there's really not a right or wrong there, but, you know, but I, it's hard to, to make a change in your life or to, you know, do something That's out of the norm, you know, if it's moving to a new city when you're a little bit older or getting a new job or, you know, even if it's, you know, if you're not used to it, going to a place and grabbing a beer by yourself and doing those kinds of things, you know, and it makes it even harder, you know, when you think it's a little bit out of the ordinary, you know, I think it's, even though we shouldn't, we should not let others affect the way, how we make our own decisions, you know, but I think it is a thing where we always want to, you know, please the people that, you know, we care about and care about us. So, you know, there's always that perception, even though that perception shouldn't really matter all that much, you know, it's, it still holds a lot of weight. So it's hard to make some of those changes and to do something that you ultimately know is best for you and is what's going to make you happy. So hopefully, you know, just by, talking about some of this stuff and might give people those that push that they might need to um, get out and, and do something. So, uh, Yeah. So I'm losing my train of thought. Sorry about that. And, uh, the last thing I want to talk about, I guess for this topic is, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, signs, you know, the signs of, uh, you know, trying to find signs to do something or to not do something, you know, it makes a big, makes a big difference in how decisions are made. And, you know, the first day that I, that I left, you know, I left Boulder, and I'm on the road, and I'm two hours into my trip, and I'm getting outside Colorado Springs. Which isn't all that far from Boulder at all, if you don't know that area too well. And I lost power in my camper. I was able to get off to the side of the road and called up a tow truck. And I'm trying to call places to look at it. And the tow truck shows up an hour, hour and a half later. And he, you know, we have no place to take it. And he finally found a friend to, to take the RV to. And by that time, it started back up. So we go over to his place. Start talking about it and he obviously had no time to look at it either but we kind of figured out what we thought we knew what it was so we took it over to his shop over to the tow truck shop and he put in a new uh fuel pump and i was on the road again you know camped out that night leaving the next day and you know i'm on the road getting ready to hit go up this big this big summit same thing happens again and i'm on the side of the road again it's like you gotta be kidding me and, you know, I'm calling ahead because I, you know, in my head I was like, all right, I can, I know it's going to start again. So maybe if I can get the to the next town over, you know, I can have someone look at it again. And, you know, no one can look at it. Everyone's two months out. And by that time, a truck coming from the other direction pulls over. On the other side of the highway and you know I could was trying to say something to me couldn't understand a word he was saying so I hopped across the busy highway and he was asking me if I need help and I was kind of telling him my story and he was like yeah you don't want to go straight because that's a 12,000 foot peak and you know you'll be you'll be dead trying to get up there you'll never make it so he pulled himself around and he had a, a truck and a flatbed hooked up my 27 foot camper got turned around, got us turned around. And we had about three, I think like three miles to go on the highway. And then like another three miles to this little town. And he, you know, we kind of used gravity. He pushed me and pushed and pulled me all the way into this town. And somewhere in between that, when we were talking, we had to get out a couple of times and hook and unhook. I was just asking him where he was off to, and his he was there with his sister, and his sister was helping like direct traffic and stuff. And they were on their way to the hospital because she wasn't feeling well. And I was like, "You got to be kidding me! Like, why are you helping me?" And uh, you know, he just said, "You look like you're in need," and I will never forget that. And he he got ourselves into this little town called Lavos, Colorado. And even really before I had a chance to fully thank him, I went over and thanked him and everything that I could. And, you know, obviously he was off. He needed to get his sister to the hospital. But I thought that was the nicest thing ever. So I get into this town and the place was able to look at my camper you know, that day to kind of diagnose diagnose it and everything. And, you know, so the first night I stayed in the parking lot of the of the place I was going to fix it. And, you know, being an optimist that I am, you know, he, they knew what it was. It was actually the fuel pump inside of the fuel tank. There's two fuel pumps. So uh, I thought out, uh, you know, it would be done pretty quickly. So that next day I walked over to an RV park to see if they had any spots. Cause I was like, well, by the end of the day, it'll be done. I'll drive it over, stay the night and leave the next day didn't really work out that way (laughs) you know the part took a while to get there i was i ended up being there for i think three or four days and i went back to the rv park just to tell the owner that i wouldn't be needing the spot and that you know um my camper wouldn't be ready and the woman's just like we have a you have a tent i'm like yeah yeah of course she's like to go get your tent and whatever you need and i will give you a free spot to go and take a shower and do what you have to do and it was she was so nice and uh, uh went over there took a shower and was able to talk to everybody there and and it was just amazing, you know. So for the next three days, I hung out at the coffee shop and had some of the best lunch I've ever had at this farm to table, table restaurants so right across the street from there was a park where we could go and Mazzy was able to play in the park and they even had an outlet so I could, you know, plug in my computer and my phone. So, you know, so I think the whole, you know, moral of the story is that, you know, there's a couple of ways you can you can take something like that you know you can see it as a sign that wow maybe i made you know the <laughs> the wrong decision there or you could take it as a fact that you know when you're doing something like this and you're you know traveling or doing you know you're out there in the world you know you have to rely on strangers so much to help you get through things you know you don't have the comforts of your own home to kind of you know, aid you and protect you. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a leap to say that I'm going to go out into the world and, you know, I'm going to need all these people to help me get through this. And over the two years I've almost been traveling now, you know, I have to admit that. Yeah. I've, that's, that's been true all the way through. So you know, I had this opportunity to spend some time in this beautiful little town that i never would have gone to. And I'd hope to go back sometime. And I did write a blog post on that. So, um, I'll try to remember to do a, a quick link to it through the podcast, you know, so I just thought that was a good, you know, it was like the perfect way I needed to start my travels just kind of have some adversity and to be able to, you know, kind of get over some of those things and like Realize that it's not going to be a cakewalk, but for the for the most part, you know, um, it was. I was still doing the right thing, and you kind of always have to to kind of learn to to kind of go with the flow. So I think that's you know very important. So so there's some of that. So like in terms of now, uh, how would I like this podcast to go? As I'm probably talking way too fast, but I'm kind of hoping you know, that this thing will be very organic, you know, and if we can get people listening, it'd be great to get feedback on topics and things to talk about, you know, we can definitely talk about how to winterize an old camper, you know, but I must rather talk about some of the other things, some cool places to go, you know, how to be a solo traveler, where to camp for free, you know, those are some of the things that, you know, I should have probably mentioned above to, um, some of the new perspectives that I guess I can bring to, the discussion, you know, um, you see a lot of people out there who have, you know, big, you know, hundred thousand dollar rigs or $80,000 sprinter vans, you know, um, I most definitely do not, you know, I think one of the things that I wanted to do was travel simple, you know, and travel, you know, with a sense of sustainability and being green. And, you know, so there's, I think there's lots of things there to talk about, you know, and I think if mo- most people who know me would probably, you know, even if I had the money to have an $80,000 Sprinter van, I probably wouldn't do it anyway. You know, I have a 27-foot C-class camper. It's a 1989. Um, so, definitely not new, but it's mine. And I've definitely, you know, grown to, to love her. Her name's Arla. So... <laughs> You know, so, you know, so there's lots of different things we can talk about, you know, and the whole thing of, of, of working on the road and how to navigate, you know, I, you know, work and fun and uh, things like that. So, you know, so if you have ideas, you know, definitely I would love to hear them, you know, depending on how you found this, you know, I'm, I'm on all the different platforms, you know, all the social media, the easiest way is to go to my blog. That's where uh, the podcast is. Is being housed, and uh, that is under Traveling de- Designer, excuse me, .co, not .com. Someone has the .com, but uh, it's they're not using it. But uh, I can't get my hands on it, so it's .co. So you can go there, and you can find all you know my Twitter account, Facebook, Instagram, or you can just put a comment in if you would like to have some feedback on some things we could talk about. So the hope is the you know, maybe do another podcast in a couple of weeks. I'm hitting the road. We'll see how things go. Um, and then we can kind of go from there. So I'm a big fan of, of quotes. I love quotes. And, um, so figured I would end each episode with, uh, with a quote. And as I'm recording this, I realized it's John Muir's birthday today. So I thought I would do a quote from him which says in every walk with nature one receives far more than he seeks which i think is a really cool quote so with that i will say goodbye and happy adventuring and i will see you next time to listen to all the episodes and to read my blog go to www.travelingdesigner.co that's www.travelingdesigner.co